Part 2, Section 5 of My Mortal Enemy by Willa Cather. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Part 2, Section 5. For days after that episode, I did not see Mrs. Henshaw at all. I saw Oswald at dinner in the restaurant every night, and he reported her condition to me as if nothing had happened. The short-haired newspaper girl often came to our table, and the three of us talked together. I could see that he got great refreshment from her. Her questions woke pleasant trains of recollection, and her straightforward affection was dear to him. Once Myra, in telling me that it was a pleasure to him to have me come into their lives again thus, had remarked, "'He was always a man to feel women, you know, in every way.' It was true. That crude little girl made all the difference in the world to him. He was generous enough to become quite light-hearted in directing her inexperience and her groping hunger for life. He even read her poor little specials and showed her what was worst in them and what was good. She took correction well, he told me. Early in June, Mrs. Henshaw began to grow worse. Her doctors told us a malignant growth in her body had taken hold of a vital organ, and that she would hardly live through the month. She suffered intense pain from pressure on the nerves in her back, and they gave her opiates freely. At first we had two nurses, but Myra hated the night nurse so intensely that we dismissed her, and as my school was closed for the summer, I took turns with Oswald in watching over her at night. She needed little attention except renewed doses of codeine. She slept deeply for a few hours, and the rest of the night lay awake, murmuring to herself long passages from her old poets. Myra kept beside her now an ebony crucifix with an ivory Christ. It used to hang on the wall, and I had supposed she carried it about because some friend had given it to her. I felt now that she had it by her for a different reason. Once when I picked it up from her bed to straighten her sheet, she put out her hand quickly and said, Give it to me. It means nothing to people who haven't suffered. She talked very little after this last stage of her illness began. She no longer complained or lamented, but toward Oswald her manner became strange and dark. She had certain illusions. The noise overhead she now attributed entirely to her husband. Ah, there he's beginning it again, she would say. He'll wear me down in the end. Oh, let me be buried in the king's highway. When Oswald lifted her or did anything for her now, she was careful to thank him in a guarded, sometimes a cringing tone. It's bitter enough that I should have to take service from you, you whom I have loved so well, I heard her say to him. When she asked us to use candles for light during our watches, and to have no more of the electric light she hated, she said accusingly, at him rather than to him, At least let me die by candlelight. That is not too much to ask. Father Fay came to see her almost daily now. His visits were long, and she looked forward to them. I was, of course, not in her room when he was there, 
but if he met me in the corridor he stopped to speak to me, and once he walked down the street with me talking of her. He was a young man with a fresh face and pleasant eyes, and he was deeply interested in Myra. "'She's a most unusual woman, Mrs. Henshaw,' he said when he was walking down the street beside me. Then he added, smiling quite boyishly, "'I wonder whether some of the saints of the early church weren't a good deal like her. She's not at all modern in her makeup, is she?' During those days and nights, when she talked so little, one felt that Myra's mind was busy all the while— that it was even abnormally active, and occasionally one got a clue to what occupied it. One night, when I was giving her her coding, she asked me a question. Why is it, do you suppose, Nellie, that candles are in themselves religious? Not when they are covered by shades, of course. I mean, the flame of a candle. Is it because the church began in the catacombs, perhaps? At another time, when she had been lying like a marble figure for a long while, she said in a gentle, reasonable voice, "'Ah, Father Fay, that isn't the reason. Religion is different from everything else, because in religion, seeking is finding.' She accented the word seeking very strongly, very deeply, she seemed to say that in other searchings it might be the object of the quest that brought satisfaction, or it might be something incidental that one got on the way. But in religion, desire was fulfillment. It was the seeking itself that rewarded. One of those nights of watching stands out in my memory as embracing them all, as being the burden and the telling the tale of them all. Myra had had a very bad day, so both Oswald and I were sitting up with her. After midnight she was quiet. The candles were burning as usual, one in her alcove. From my chair by the open window I could see her bed. She had been motionless for more than an hour, lying on her back, her eyes closed. I thought she was asleep. The city outside was as still as the room in which we sat. The sick woman began to talk to herself, scarcely above a whisper, but with perfect distinctness, a voice that was hardly more than a soft, passionate breath. I seemed to hear a soul talking. I could bear to suffer, so many have suffered, but why must it be like this? I have not deserved it. I have been true in friendship. I have faithfully nursed others in sickness. Why must I die like this, alone with my mortal enemy? Oswald was sitting on the sofa, his face shaded by his hand. I looked at him in a fright, but he did not move or shudder. I felt my hands grow cold, and my forehead grow moist with dread. I had never heard a human voice utter such a terrible judgment upon all one hopes for. As I sat on through the night, after Oswald had gone to catch a few hours of sleep, I grew calmer. I began to understand a little what she meant, to sense how it was with her. Violent natures like hers sometimes turn against themselves, 
against themselves and all their idolatries. End of Part 2, Section 5